Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. I'm Rachel True. And I'm Trent Venegas. And you're listening to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. The 100-day podcast that celebrates what would have been the 100th birthday of the man that created Star Trek. Each day between now and the end of our podcast. August 19th. One of Star Trek's biggest icons. Or celebrity fans. Or both. We'll be quoting Gene Roddenberry. Then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world. to you by Star Trek crew member Wilson Cruz. Star Trek came at a time of Martin Luther King Jr.'s most critical marches in the South, during which Star Trek was making the statement that we must learn to value the difference we find in other people. And we would like to welcome film critic, entertainment journalist, and lifelong Star Trek fan Scott Mance to the show. Welcome, Scott. Thank you so much for having me. You know what? What? An honor. What a landmark year this is. 2021, for so many reasons, it is truly an honor to be here. Like celebrating 100 years of Gene Roddenberry. How great is that? Uh, Beyond great. You're (laughs) talking about 100 years of Gene Roddenberry, 55 years of Star Trek, Mm -hmm. 90 years of William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy. I mean, there is so much going on that we have to celebrate for this year. Scott, in a little pre-talk, Scott was saying he's a lifelong Star Mm -hmm. Trek fan, but also in the back of his shot is a Beatles thing. And I I just have a feeling Scott and I are the same Gen X pocket (laughs) because I was literally put in front of a television. This is how people babysat back then. Uh, they just left you alone in front of a television. <laughs> yeah. and, and I was lucky enough to have Star Trek mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. repeats, but as a little kid in the 70s watching this. So I want to throw it to Scott and say, what do you think about this quote? Okay, well, this quote is really beautiful. And I love how Wilson emphasizes the word value. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Wilson represents so much uh, literally and figuratively on Star Trek Discovery. Mm -hmm. And Wilson represents that on Discovery at a time when we are absolutely going through a a real look in the mirror over the last 18 months. Mm -hmm. I just want to jump in and say, in case people don't know, Wilson is uh, very outspoken in LGBT, mm-hmm. and I'm leaving off some uh, letters. Q, Q plus. Q, LB, right. Sorry, just trying to keep up, but he's uh, so outspoken in that mm-hmm. community. So uh, Trent and I mentioned this before, um, that someone had pointed out on Twitter, there weren't any openly gay cast members mm-hmm. in the 90s mm-hmm. per se. Remember that don't ask, don't tell yeah. 90s, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So- it is amazing that Wilson can be so outspoken. So carry on, Scott. But I just wanted the audience to know in case they didn't know his. Well, uh, absolutely. And you know, the only time you really had that kind of approach to to that that community was on Deep Space Nine mm-hmm. uh, with Dax. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was that famous episode, but that was in the '90s. You know, mm-hmm. this is now uh, ever since uh, Discovery debuted on, in 2017. Mm-hmm. But the great thing about whether it's the representation that we're seeing on Discovery 
we're going back to the representation that we see in the original series and everything that has happened on Star Trek in between. That's the great thing about, about Star Trek and about Gene Roddenberry's vision and, and the way it has evolved, but stayed true to his vision. And I think Gene Roddenberry, if he saw what was going on with the crew of the Discovery mm-hmm. and the stories that oh, were yeah. being represented on Discovery, he would be beaming, yeah. no pun intended on the word beaming here. <laughs> <laughs> or intended, Scott, or intended. But, you know, Rachel, because you and I are from the same generation that discovered Star Trek in syndication, uh, as I like to call it, the syndication generation, which really made Star <laughs> Trek very, very, very popular, leading to everything that we now have today. Uh, I think that Wilson, you know, reading this quote from Gene Roddenberry from 1974 you know, when you look at the, the episodes of Star Trek that have endured over the years, mm-hmm. they were the episodes that were really about something. Mm-hmm. And when you look at what Gene was saying with this message, he was saying, you know, he was pointing out uh, a need that that transcended certainly Star Trek because it is it is a message that, let's face it, ladies and gentlemen, after the last 18 months, what we have – what we have endured mm-hmm. as a as a world, mm-hmm. as a as a as a nation, the challenges that we faced, the the reckoning that we faced when it came to let's say Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. or stop Asian hate, and certainly the representation within the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. uh, it's all happened and it's all happened at once. So you have so many of which uh, of the quotes that have been talked about here especially this one today. And then you have certain episodes of Star Trek that looked at representation and acceptance and tolerance. Mm-hmm. Uh, classic episodes like like Balance of Terror, where Captain Kirk has to point out to a, a, a bigoted navigator, mm-hmm. leave any bigotry in your quarters. There's no room for it here on mm-hmm. the bridge. Do I make myself clear to to even let that be your last battlefield, which is very much about acceptance and tolerance and understanding. And I have to say that while while so much was going on throughout the summer of 2020 with uh, you know the, the the Black Lives Matter protests, mm-hmm. I had read throughout the you know that summer all over the place on the internet, especially on entertainment news sites that were pointing out that like. Here was an episode of Star Trek that aired in 1969 that was absolutely just as relevant mm-hmm. in 2020 and now yep. 2021. And this quote from Gene Roddenberry, like he said this in 1974. Mm-hmm. And is there is there any quote like with regards to uh, you know making the statement that we must learn to value again that word value that mm-hmm. Wilson Cruz emphasized the difference we find in other people the need for this. The importance of this that we have. Uh, uh, Scott, thank you for being a white man who's yeah. aware. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, really. I mean, I'm not trying to be patronizing or give you a gold star. I'm actually saying thank mm-hmm. you for being a white man of a certain age whose head is not exploding in his own mm-hmm. fear of losing his position right now. Because as a friend of mine said, who's a very successful author, and uh, she makes room for up and com- you know other people. And I said, you know, you do that at a disservice to yourself sometimes, and I appreciate it. And she said, well, you can't say make room at the table, but not my seat. Mm-hmm. So 
that's important mm-hmm. that you are aware. Trent, I just want you to jump in and say, what do you think about the fact that this is so tethered to, as Scott was pointing yeah. out, what was going on at the time and how relevant it would be today as well? And this is one of the quotes that is very much tethered to reality yeah. Earth. Yeah not outer space and, mm, and where we're mm, going to mm. be and where we might be and where we're striving to be. He mentions where we yeah. were. Really quickly, I do want to jump on the Wilson Cruz fan bandwagon because <laughs> yeah. uh, I definitely remember as a young gay man in the 90s, uh, Wilson playing an openly gay character on My So-Called Life. His character, Ricky, was very, very integral to my growing up in maturity. Trent, have you seen his grown-up abs? Oh, I definitely have. Oh, my have. God. I definitely God. have. Oh, my so, God. <laughs> another reason why I'm on that fan bandwagon. Um, but to get but back... Yeah, Trent, I want to know... Yeah, I want to know your thoughts on this. Because you guys, you two are the Star Trek experts right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the first thing that resonated with me when I first heard this quote was... So the quote mentioned... Or, or Gene mentioned that Star Trek came to time of Martin Luther King Jr.'s most critical marches. And Nichelle Nichols tells a very famous story about how she was thinking about leaving Star Trek after the first season. It was in, I think it was a situation where she was offered a role on Broadway and she thought she wanted to do something else. And she mentioned this. And so she mentioned it to Gene and he was like, please don't, don't make that decision yet. Think about it over the weekend and we'll talk. Over that weekend, she actually ran into Martin Luther King Jr. at an event, I believe here in Los Angeles. And she mentioned in passing that she thought that she was leaving the show and he was like, you cannot leave this show. You know, she's like, I should be out there marching with you. And he was like, you are doing so much more with your one role uh, on on this TV series that's being beamed in the homes, millions of homes across the country. And she talks about the fact that he said to her, you cannot and must not. Don't you realize how important your presence, your character is? Don't you see? This is not a black role. This is not a female role. You have the first non-stereotypical role on television, male or female. You have broken ground. Mm-hmm. And, and he also conveyed to her that Star Trek was the only show that his wife and he let his children watch because of wow. her influence on on the show. So that's incredible that's when you incredible. think about Ugh. that that is the one show. Yep. Also, because there were no all black shows then for him to yep. tell his children to watch. Yep. <laughs> but it was so important to him. And and he was such a, yeah. a huge figure in, in the civil rights movement. Well, I was gonna say Scott can attest to this. You're a film critic. You know the power mm-hmm. of film and um and television especially that beams into even more mm-hmm. households but i actually have a question for scott which is you know journalists and critics are kind of under fire these days a little bit right oh well well there there's a lot first of all i just want to i just want to piggyback on on trent's comments about michelle nichols you know the reason that she was thinking about leaving star trek is because she felt like she wasn't doing enough mm-hmm. uh that she was just sitting there and occasionally she'd say hailing frequencies mm-hmm. open mm-hmm. and that's why she didn't think Think that she was doing enough. And mm-hmm. when she got this chance to do something on Broadway, and it was obviously very, very enticing. And uh, but that's that was the the epiphany that Nichelle Nichols had when she was talking to Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. You know, when he was like saying, You are doing a lot just by being there on the yeah. bridge of this. And I gotta say, you know, just you know, Rachel, when I was growing up, when I was a little kid, when I was six years old in 1974. Do the math. Uh, <laughs> um, and I was watching uh, Star Trek every night at 7 p.m. on WPHL Channel 17 Philadelphia, <laughs> which is a very, very, very 
uh, ethnic and multicultural and diverse city. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that as well. This is just what I how I was brought up. You know that this was just the way of the world. And it wasn't until I got older that I realized that you know it wasn't the way of the world that we were still learning and still dealing with with the intolerance and bigotry and. You know, when I started reviewing movies about 25 years ago, uh, I mean, I would just, you know, people say like, what's, what kind of movies do you like to review? Or do you just like the action movies or do you like the dramas? Do you like the documentaries or the foreign films? And I'll just say, I review everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the last three or four years, we've, we've had to like really be aware that, you know, we might not be review, we might, might not be the right person to review certain things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, on one hand, on one hand, like if I'm reviewing a film like Judas and the Black Messiah, you know, I'm reviewing it from a obviously a, a white perspective. Mm-hmm. Hello, just look at me. But I'm also reviewing it uh, as somebody who just thinks it's a great movie. I mean, the writing and the acting, I mean, Daniel Kaluuya's performance is magnificent. Mm-hmm. He absolutely deserved that Oscar for supporting actor. Mm-hmm. But it's also a movie that I saw as something that was just as relevant again today, watching it in February as it was when it took place in the early 70s. And also, you know, being being kindly told that that the fight was not my fight, mm. okay? And I understood what the person who told me that, what you know, what that person meant when when I was told, look, this what this isn't your fight. I get it, but I support the fight, and I'm there for the fight, and I'll do anything and everything to support that fight, whether it's for Black Lives Matter or stop Asian hate, mm-hmm. you know, which which is another thing. I mean, huge, there's just huge problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, huge. listen, racism in America. Oh, huge problem. Huge. And it's, uh, you know, uh, these are ongoing conversations that we are having. And part of why I love doing this podcast is mm-hmm. because Gene Roddenberry didn't shy away from this stuff, mm. you know, and tethering, as I was saying before, this quote to reality kind of reminds us what the whole thrust of the show was about. Right. Because it's outer space. It's a future. Mm-hmm. It's oh, it's so exciting. But it's us. Mm-hmm. Like if we Ram Dass it and be here now, right? It's the exact same emotions and and things we're grappling with, whether it's hundreds of years in the future in an outer space or now. Anyway, we are lucky enough to have Scott as a guest, Manana. So we'll continue this discussion. But it's great having a having a film critic yeah. and huge <laughs> yeah. Star Trek fan huge, on here. So huge. So if you guys want to see Wilson Cruz's abs, I mean Wilson Cruz's <laughs> handsome face. And by the way, uh, Rachel, I got to tell you. He is a he, like he gives like the the biggest and best hugs. The last time I saw Wilson in person was at the official uh, Star Trek convention in Las Vegas. I think it was two years ago, and he was a surprise guest. I was moderating a conversation on the stage there with all of the the doctors uh, uh, who were still with us. Obviously, D. Kelly is not with us, but. Uh, Wilson was not supposed to be there. I think he was supposed to go to a friend's wedding and his flight was delayed. He couldn't make the wedding. So he showed up at the convention and came on the stage during the (laughs) Q&A while it was happening. Was he shirtless? uh, He was was wearing these shorts and you could see like how like (laughs) – 
like solid his legs were. Oh, like, Dr. Culber. No, listen, the last time I saw Wilson was at my birthday party, actually. Uh, he's a gem of a human. He's anyway, lovely. Check out our Roddenberry social media pages on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Right, Trent? Yeah, and we hope you'll join us tomorrow for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. Ciao. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quote. So tweet us, post us, DM us, whatever. We're at Roddenberry on Twitter and Facebook and at Roddenberry Official on Instagram. Quoting Gene Roddenberry is a Roddenberry podcast hosted by me, Rachel True. And me, Trent Venegas. Producing are Claire Kramer and Kelsey Goldberg with executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham. And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words. Live long and prosper. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.